Hello. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast, everybody. How's your week been? Hope it's been fantastic, as always. You're with me, Scott. I've had a pretty damn good week. Still trying to get over this sickness, guys. I mean, it's just the, the lingering blocked nose and little cough. But I feel fine, but Jesus Christ, it's yeah, it's it's been hanging around a little bit, but it's all good. Happy Friday. It's coming into a good weekend, guys. Got a good episode for you today. Um, I'm going to the Jazz Cellar tonight, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, we'll report on it in the next episode, obviously. If you're going to the Jazz Cellar tonight, say hi. Buy me a drink or something like that, or I'll buy you one. Whatever. Just come say hi. Should be fun times. Looking forward to it. I'm taking my um, my 80-year-old grandparents to this little uh, underground jazz bar. I think they're under the impression that it's like a real classy joint. Like a Ronnie Scott's sort of candle-lit, beautiful sort of place. They're in for a treat. This is going to be fun. Um, don't know if we'll stick around for the, the whole show because uh, they might get a little bit upset with the, just the sheer rawness of this jazz club. But it is what it is. It's going to be an experiment. It's taken me six fucking weeks to get these tickets booked. Um, so I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. Anyway, guys, today... Um, I have been listening to a bunch of music, uh, but I'm not really going to talk about it. I'll save it for, for next episode, a bunch of new music. The only music we're going to talk about today is uh, from an artist named Bishop Ivy. And if you guys haven't heard of this, uh, this gentleman, definitely check out all of his work. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes. Support this guy. Um, he reached out to the podcast, and uh, just like I've uh, asked you guys if you ever want to be on and talk about your music and stuff like that, I'm available. And, uh, you know, he took me up on this. So I got to chat with Bishop Ivy. He's a gentleman out of, uh, a young guy, young musician out of uh, Pennsylvania in the States, obviously. Um, trying to put the pieces together. He's a, a bit of an electronic artist. Um, I'm not going to tell you too much about his new single. It's called Tunnel Vision. Um, you will hear it at the end of this podcast. So make up your own mind. You don't need me to review something that you've just heard or about to listen to. Um, it's fantastic. He's got a great approach to his music. He seems to um, draw inspiration from all over the all over the auditory spectrum. You know, from sampling to uh, pulling inspiration from other singers, other artists, stuff like that. So it's 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 great what he's doing. Really cool chap. Um, we we'll talk about his influences and all this sort of stuff and uh, what's going on next. And uh, I, I know I'm I, this. Uh, I talked to Bishop a few days ago. Uh, there's a big time difference between here and Pennsylvania, obviously. So uh, it was freezing fucking cold. I was sick. Not 100% top of my game, guys. So I do apologize. I will get better at all the interviewing sort of stuff, but I'm new to it. It's just what it is. Um, it was a lot of fun. Thanks, Bishop Ivy, for um, coming on the podcast. It was uh, amazing to meet you. So I'm going to chuck up um, the, uh, the interview with Bishop next. And uh, right after it, you're going to hear his new track. It's called Tunnel Vision. It's awesome. Please support this guy. Um, reach out to him. Follow him on Instagram. All of the ways to get in touch with him or support his work will be in the, uh, the description of this podcast, his Instagram, his website, all that sort of stuff. Buy some merch. I checked out some of his merch. I'm definitely going to be buying some. Some of the cheapest merch around, really. So, if uh, Bishop, if you do listen to this podcast back... Um, up your price of your merch, man. <laughs> it's a steal at the prices you've got on your website. Um, and hopefully people do go ahead and uh, order a whole bunch. 
uh, before you hike the prices. <laughs> it is what it is, guys. Have a fantastic weekend. Listen to some new music. Remember to reach out um, with suggestions, uh, with recommendations, all that sort of stuff. I do check everything. Um, you can email me. That's scott at thejamroom.com.au. Um, or hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at jamroompodcast. All those things will be in the description as well. This is the great Bishop Ivy. Get to know him, guys. Follow his career. He's up and coming. You never know what we're gonna um, we're gonna get from this guy in the future. Hopefully, it's something great. It's already kind of great. So uh, check out his song at the end of this podcast. And remember, support, follow, like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. This is the great Bishop Ivy. Have a great weekend, folks. Bishop Ivy, it's a pleasure to meet you, dude. How's things? Things are are pretty good. I'm I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, dude. I've uh, had you on my mind for like the last uh, little while while we've been trying to organize this. So I've uh, been well versed in your back catalog and stuff. And I don't really know how to start this because I also don't really know how to describe your music. And so I thought you could help us out with that to start off with, right? And um, actually, before we do, I'm going to apologize for a couple of things. One, I know my camera quality is crap because of the low light here. It's freezing cold in the middle of the night. You're in Pennsylvania, I believe. Is that right? Yes, you're in uh, Perth, Australia. Did That's I get it. that right? Yeah. Yes. It is a 12-hour time difference. The exact opposite side of the globe. Yeah. Yeah, so 9 a.m. here, 9 p.m. there. That's right, that's right. And it's the middle of winter, so it's uh, really cold, oh, wow. really dark, real early. So it's what it is. But you're an amazing musician, man, and I've been enjoying listening to all your back catalog and everything many times. I was just sitting here listening to it uh, just before you, you joined. Um, how do you describe your music, man? Yeah, the... Talking about what my sound is is something that confuses a lot of bloggers. Like every yeah. time I I read like a new thing about me, it's it's a different way of of describing what it is, and I kind of have fun like watching people try to put it into words. Um, it's a it's a combination, I guess, of everything that I'm interested in, which maybe will make it make more sense. So. It has like hip hop type uh, production often, um, especially like in my newer stuff. But it's it's written to be uh, the melodies are, are very like top forty pop, but the lyrics are are generally more like indie and are a bit more out there. Um, so you you have this rather strange combination of of all those eclectic styles it, it used to be like very separated like all the songs kind of sounded different from another but more recently like it's now starting to meld into one sound and it, obviously that just comes from the maturity of your own sound and honing your own craft right because we always you know start off experimenting going out and trying all these different things but eventually the unis starts coming through a little bit easier as you practice right and from, from what I've heard in your music, you've got this, you've got a lot of patience. You've got a lot of room for space. You definitely appreciate, um, uh, let's say atmosphere. Let's say you appreciate atmosphere. Is that accurate? Am I 
way off with that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, a lot of like my biggest influences definitely approach their craft with a less is more attitude. And I think with my early work, I generally went more is more just because that felt um, right for what I was doing back then. But like, I, I keep realizing as I go forward, like my favorite music is actually so pulled back. So uh, I continually like when I'm as I'm making more music, I, I try to really pull back and 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 leave just the essentials in there and, and leave like the few uh, try, try to have a, just like a few instruments that are really um, well put together, rather than just layer a thousand things like you might notice uh, my older music, there's always like at least like two or three of me singing at once, whereas like, mm-hmm. um, like tunnel vision, for example, I'll actually just go uh, one me, almost no effects, uh, just straight in front of the camera. So yeah, I'm trying to pull things back a lot and, and have that atmosphere. And again, that's that's another side of the maturity of your own music, right? It's because uh, yeah. you can get lost in, in harmonies and lost in effects. And it's kind of like you're hiding behind something sometimes when you when you flood yourself with that sort of stuff. And then once you actually get that voice now you know that that's the thing so you highlight it instead of try to mask it right yeah a hundred percent and i i think like with the voice in particular that comes from me just getting better at singing so with mm. uh with some of the earlier stuff i i just wasn't quite as good technically so uh layering was was a necessity to, uh to get it to sound um sonically like the good enough quality yeah um because like one me wasn't actually sounding very good but um i i've i've gotten a bit better at singing so now i can i can get away with there just being uh, a single bishop singing and it's not atrocious and it's sounding great man um we haven't mentioned it yet but obviously the new single is tunnel vision great little track well sampled and stuff i want to ask you about samples and stuff um but before i wanted to try and give the listener a bit of a like a background of bishop right i feel like i have this this job to let people know who bishop is how it's all rocking and rolling so i want to start with like you growing up first getting into music this is a two-part sort of thing one what was the landscape of music for you as far as like like the influences but also what was going on in your your area of the world so pennsylvania whatever part of Pennsylvania you're in, I have no idea. But what was like the culture of music that you grew up in? And what kind of influences did you pull from that? And then the second part, when did you start training in music? Was it on guitar? Was it on piano? Like, how do those things fit together? Go for it. Paint a, paint a little picture for us, Bishop. That'd be awesome. Yes. So I've only been in, in Pennsylvania, actually, for the last, uh, I think, two years. Oh, wow. So I, I grew up moving around the United States. So uh, I spent a lot of time in Dallas, uh, spent a lot of time in uh, Boston too. Wow. So yeah, it's- It's, it's very uh, different places. Yeah, and, and both of those different different from PA. So um, I, I've, I've been shoved into a, a mess of different cultures uh, as, as I grew up. And um, musically, I- grew up starting with uh like top 40 radio that that was like my first 
those are like my first influences. So say like early 2010s, that, that would have been like Adele, Bruno Mars. Um, and amazing I singers. Amazing. Yes, yeah. 100%. And uh, eventually I got into Ed Sheeran, who became like my big, I, maybe that's not very obvious from like my current sound, but uh, when I was say 14, 15, like he was my biggest idol, like wanted to sing like him, wanted to play like him, wanted to write like him. So that would have been when I was oh, in You could Boston. do a lot worse than him, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I was hugely inspired by um, his his whole arrangement being that like when he plays live, he does everything by himself um, based off of like an acoustic guitar. He'll use tech to build up tracks oh, on that the spot. incredible loop pedal of his. Yes. Yeah. So um, my whole I have like a one man band apparatus now, which has evolved from that inspiration. But that that's kind of like where that started. So that was that would have been when I was in Boston. So um, I, uh, I didn't have a lot of friends that were into music, so it was really just on me, which made that one man bands thing like perfect for me. And, uh, so I was really just playing in my room all the time. Uh, I would go on the out guitar? and street perform. Yes. I, I forgot so, to mention So, so yeah, you were a guitarist or you are yeah. a guitarist. Yeah. First and yeah. foremost. Yeah. I, I started cool. with, uh, I, I like asked asked my mom like can I sign up for guitar and piano lessons it's probably nine years old um I I put this on myself no one told me to be a musician for better or for worse uh I I ran head on into this not knowing where it would go so yeah I I started out I, I I'm still primarily a guitarist but I do keyboard all the time i'm not an amazing instrumentalist i don't think like i'm i'm a singer songwriter and i i do enough to record everything else given yeah. enough takes but i kind of suck live um at least with the instruments i'm I, i'm getting better at the vocals um so back to the story i i was a street performer in boston and i i, I just kept like adding on to the whole apparatus so playing the instruments learns how to record learns how to write um and and just i wanted to be able to do anything that was required to make a record myself and that's eventually led to uh what i'm doing now Dude, that's a huge story so when did you start doing street performance by yourself or whatever what age were you then 14 i'm pretty sure yeah so so you had it in your soul somehow that you you just you just needed to play you you just were in love with music somehow right yeah i think uh, my old guitar teacher uh encouraged me to to start playing out on the street i i was putting it off for a long time and i and this is kind of a funny story i think i I, I set Valentine's Day 2015 as as the as the deadline. I have to do it then. This is like months in advance. And then that came around um, in this northern hemisphere. So this is the middle of winter. Yeah. And it's snowing and it's like uh, 18 degrees Fahrenheit. I, I don't know. That's very cold. That's, That's very cold. Negative. Yeah. Yes. That's definitely less than zero. Yes, and but I still went, and my parents got very mad at me. I I played two songs 
My dad pulled around the corner, get in the car, you're going home. You look like a crazy person and <laughs> yelled at me the whole car ride home. Do you um, remember what songs you were playing? I played two Ed Sheeran songs. Um, I, I did, uh, I think it was the A team. Oh, yeah. And I did Thinking Out Loud before anyone knew about that song. Yeah, and, that took a while to blow, blow up that one. And, and then I was, uh, I was captured. <laughs> that's awesome man so but you you, you mentioned your, your influences and you said Ed Sheeran and stuff like that I did hear because that that doesn't translate too much in in the music that I that I hear from you and um from the bios that I was sent and stuff there was things like um like James Blake mentioned um Bon Iver, bon Iver I don't know how people pronounce it all parts of the world I have a crazy accent to you and vice versa right um first of all that's definitely seeped into your music a lot more than Ed Sheeran has. And for better or worse, I'm a huge fan of James Blake as well. That Overgrown album was amazing when it came out. Um, and Bonnie Burns, how do you say it? Please correct me. I, I think it's uh, Boni Ver. That's how bon I say Iver. it. It's definitely French of some kind, right? Easy French. I, Canadian, I, think, I, think? I think that's where it comes from. It's uh, something like. Good winter. Yes, something about the winter. I I don't remember totally. I know I know Bon is good. Something like that. So they're all your things. That's all your background. Somehow you fit these um like real world samples into your music, and you're taking a different take into a creative process than, for instance, an Ed Sheeran would. You're not just doing a, a four chord progression and just smashing that out. You're you're bringing in this these real world samples. Um, definitely in your your new song, um, Tunnel Vision, there's like little beeps and clicks and trains and stuff like that going on. I want to ask you about this because like as a musician, the creative process of of um of like trying to visualize an end product, does it come to you all at once? Is it something that you bounce ideas and it grows as you sort of bounce off your own ideas or is it something that like i said it just comes all, all at once and what role does those samples that you get play in the inspiration of a final product because i do find that fascinating yeah it's a it's something that will grow as i make it generally so i i usually have a um, predetermined concept for what the theme of the song will be. So what the that's that's the lyrics. The lyrics I'm I'm chasing after a plan, but the the sounds I'm I'm generally figuring out as I go. So I so, so you're saying you you you're writing you're writing the lyrics first, and you're finding you're getting the music to fit whatever feeling the lyrics are making you have. Is that what you're saying? the the lyrics generally i come up with melodies first and then the lyrics i will i'll have an idea for the lyrics and then i'll I'll do those and then when it comes to production with recording with getting the sonic qualities of everything um that who knows what it'll sound like when i first go in yeah you get to play with that yeah as i record yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not say like a, a session type musician where I go into the studio and we know exactly what we're gonna play and then mm-hmm. we just play it and get out of there. I I record everything at home, so I I have the luxury of being able to just toy with things and and experiment um, mm-hmm. in the recording process itself. Yeah, and until I find something that I like. So with those field recordings, um, 
I'm not doing this as much now, but um, I had a phase where I had this field recorder. I mean, it's still around here somewhere. And uh, I just take that wherever I went. And when I uh, heard an interesting noise, uh, I would I would just bring it out and record it. So I have this whole sample library now of strange uh, noises. Um, most of them are percussive, but occasionally I find a way to turn it into a melodic instrument. And this whole, um, the EP that, that Tunnel Vision's coming from, that's like every song has, uh, has weird stuff like that. I, I think with, uh, I, I was experimenting with that with in, in Limbo a little bit with this tool called Arcade that has like kind of these similar sounds on, on my computer. And I thought, why don't I just like record my own? Because that's, that's like even more authentic and I get to really handpick things. So mm -hmm. I, I went full into that for, for the new record. Um, so there, there's a lot of stuff that just comes from me walking about uh, outside and, and recording things. Because I, I found it really cool the way you made it fit um, with this with this new song Tunnel Vision. Um, obviously, you got this this beep of this just a checkout beep, right? Uh, is that where it came it. from? Yes, it's revealed at the end. So that uh, at the very end, it switches to that uh, uh, ambient scene, and that's the same beep that you're hearing throughout the whole song. Throughout the whole song, and but there's something about that beep that, like, I don't know, it, it's it inspires this idea of. Um, like mundanity because it's something mm -hmm. you hear all the time and it's one of these noises that has just become part of like just the psyche of living you, you just know that noise and to have that as a backdrop as a beat it kind of adds this 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 dull set nature to the whole song that you really play off like it it, it becomes more than just a sound bite or a, or a neat little piece of percussion it becomes something that's actually got like a concept behind it you know what I mean? So with, with this, this beep, it's more than just a beep. It's not a beep. It's sitting at the checkout beep. It's sort of getting through the grind beep. You know what I mean? There's more, it's, it's a pregnant beep. We can call it something like that, right? Yeah, I, I, that's like one of the reasons I, I included the reveal at the end, just to give it some context. Like it's yeah. not just a random sound. It, it has a story behind it, which I, I think just makes the whole thing cooler when when the materials that you use to create uh, a piece of art like come through in the piece of art like when it's when it's clear how you made something that's kind of weird I think that makes it all for the cooler so like revealing exactly where that sound came from yeah I think that gives it a bit of depth I've, I've heard some this is um uh, sorry sorry just to interrupt you this is one of the things that I'm a big fan of is the insight into the creative process and showing everybody but I'll get back to that continue with your story yeah, I, I think someone said that it sounded like uh, like a heart rate monitor in like a hospital or something like, like I can see that someone alive, which I did not think of, but that fits so well into uh, the theme of the song, um, which I, I thought was cool. I mean, it's a little it's, darker. Yes, it <laughs> is. The song ends. But, <laughs> oh, yes, but it. Uh, I think I think it's cool. I mean that that type of that type of little sound appears in so many um, different different contexts because for some reason consumer electronics just like to put that little synthetic beep everywhere. So yeah. there's like a ton of different ways you can you can think about it. Yeah. So so you mentioned that that sort of 
giving people a little bit of an of an insight at the end of your song, a bit of a reveal, a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more interactive, I guess, in in some way. Like it, it's weird to me the, the way that the the music industry has definitely changed. And so this is interesting because you're an upcoming artist. You, you're doing this right now. You couldn't have picked a worse time, man. <laughs> it's pretty bad out there. And you did say that there's um like you do have a live show. So are you getting out there and, and gigging? Do you have a live performance to do? Is lockdown hurting everything? What's going on? I haven't played. Okay, so I did play a little show a few weeks ago, actually. That was, uh, I'm in college right now, and my college has like a school carnival, and uh, I played there. And that was the first show I played in a year. So I just did, before that, it was like a house show back in, February of 2020 and then lights out for yeah. a while. So, so, so what I want to, what I really wanted to ask you about that is the music industry has changed and it's changing, right? Um, we went from having, you know, a great career just from record sales to just getting the ass dropped out of that with um, streaming and everything. And then everyone turned to live shows. And then with the pandy wandy, no live shows anymore. Right. So, like how are you getting creative to um to to like interact with your audience or get your audience or um perform for your audience or are you turning to social media is this the new paradigm for for upcoming artists is to create your own little social enterprise there is that what's 100%. going on yeah with with new artists um social media is a fundamental um and like, I've always been based on the internet. Like I've been more based on my online presence than yeah. where I am physically. So mm -hmm. like I mentioned, I moved around all the time, but I just kind of carried the the online fan base wherever I went. So yeah, it's, it's all about the social media presence. Like I never was playing live for like crowds that wanted to see me very much like yeah maybe i'd play on the street maybe i'd play at an open mic night or a coffee house but yeah it's, it's, it's like, like you have to create your audience before an audience either get even gathers for you you know what i mean you have to bring your own crowd all the time and the only way to get it is through this other sort of thing but like like i was trying to hint at is what sort of i've seen you've done some um some vlogs over the pandy wandy and then you're kind of showing a little bit of your creative process and stuff like that. Is this the next step for musicians to have like a making of all the time for everything that we do? Because let's face it, musicians can create music all the time. They're very, very prolific when they put their minds to it. But sometimes you get an album every couple of years, sometimes every decade. There could be way more done. And I think like you're, you're really hitting it on the head there where you have to show everybody what's what's going on in the meantime right and that's the kind of the whole essence of this podcast here is like i show horrible music that's just jams that are throwaway nothings but eventually you grind them out and there's something and you at least there's a an in-between process rather than hey you don't hear from me for a year and now i'm going to give you a single you know what i mean so, yeah, so what do you I think about that uh, with the with the current state of 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 social media and and people's uh dimming attention spans uh people musicians have to be constantly putting out things rather than having a single drop uh and then waiting a long time or 
this is what my manager tells me. I, I wish I could just like yeah. put quality over quantity and just here's my amazing thing. Bye. And then I'm, I'm out of here. I, I really fantasize about getting to a point where I can do that. But for smaller artists, uh, consistency is, is really important to be constantly um, present for for your growing fan base to be and, and uh, yeah i 100 agree man like even for the bigger artists i think the time will come where they can't even do that either they will have to give those singles all the time as well i don't think it's just for the the little guy anymore i think it's it's going to be grandfathered in right so like obviously all the big guys they can do whatever they want but they're you know they're a generation away from being obsolete right and so everybody's going to have this new system, but it's like, we, we've talked about this on this podcast before, um, how albums are less than half an hour now, right? So we're getting these smaller albums. It's that built-in inflation, but that's fine as long as we get a lot of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, as I, fans I, of music, you, you want to be engaged all the time. You don't want to check in on your favorite artist every, every few years, you know? Yeah, I'm a bit old school on this. I I I'm happy to wait for like a high quality. I album. am too, man. Yeah. with you. Yes. Yes. I I'm I'm still happy with the whole method, um, and I'm I'm holding on for dear life, hoping that someday that that can apply to me. But I'm I'm playing by the rule, the new rules as they still apply to me. Yeah, give yourself the opportunity to have that choice. You know what I mean? So. Keep grinding it out until you can say, you know what? Now you can wait for me. Yeah, I that that's that's hopefully the plan. But like like you mentioned, the the times are definitely changing, and and I I see people uh, are are definitely expecting. I mean, I'm seeing now like albums are now being released like as multi part EPs rather than like a single work. Like here's part one of the album, and here's part yeah. two, and here. And here's and, part and three. here's here's um uh, you know a piece of album art as an NFT or all yes. this new stuff that's going on. It's 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 crazy. It's you know backed by Ethereum coin or some crap, and I don't know what's going on. People are getting creative with it, you know. Yeah, I've been times very, are changing. I've been very curious about the NFT stuff, but I think it's starting to become. I mean, I've heard like that bubble has burst, and and it's I it's starting so. to be over. Yeah, but I mean. There was like a sliver of hope for a long time. Musicians are saying like, I'm making more money from this than I ever did with streaming. And it's so amazing and happy. And then pff, bubble bursts. Yeah, so, you, you got to take what you can get sometimes, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm on, on the lookout for uh, a, a new paradigm shift with um, like how music is distributed. Um, because streaming is is definitely maturing. It's it's not like this brand new thing like it used to be to replace uh, illegal downloads. It, this is now 100% the norm. Oh, it's not so, going away for sure. Mhm. Mm yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see how how things evolve with like how people are are consuming their music. It's it's interesting like I'm a I'm a, a vinyl fan. And if, it, if an album really, really floats my boat, I'll definitely buy it on vinyl. Even if I only play it once a year, it's just to have that thing. And I can kind of see that there's that rubber banding all the time in culture where we'll go one way, go the other. And 
some things you just can't lose and like like tangible products like always feel good they always feel good your nft like you you drop your fucking computer in a toilet or something you've lost your nft or whatever i don't know how this stuff works really the people can lose bitcoins just by losing a flash flash drive and that's millions of dollars down the toilet so i don't know what's going on in this stupid crazy world out there i'm with you let's keep it old school i do have just to end this off, uh, Bishop, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I've got like these rapid fire questions for you here at the end. Oh, here you Is go. Is that cool, man? There's only That's like, there's cool. only a couple here, but there's like one sentence, one word answers. They don't okay. have to be anything too deep or anything. They're just for fun. Um, first one, the best live show you've ever seen. Oh, hmm. I have to think about this. I think, uh, the 1975s is pretty crazy. Oh, really? You've seen yeah, them? Yeah, I mean, I've seen them it, twice. No, three times. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of theirs. Their, their visual uh, stuff is oh, mind-blowing. Uh, 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 Christoph uh, Stefano, his favorite band as well. It's, it's kind of crazy that you mentioned it because I only know of that band because of him. But that's a great show, I reckon, hey? But yeah, next they're, question, they're awesome. similar question the show you'd want to see what's your dream live show to see what band what artist oh i kind of wish that i saw uh kanye west like for life of pablo tour or like yeezus tour because those were so interesting the way that he orchestrated that i mean like life of pablo tour he's on the stage that floats above the audience and it goes around and then Jesus Tori had these like crazy masks and stuff like that. <laughs> like these awesome theatrical elements that I don't think he's ever going to do again. So that would have been awesome to see. Yeah, that'd be pretty insane. I'd like to see Cardio West floating on a bubble. That'd be pretty awesome. All right, next one, man. Will you ever cut your hair? For the listener at home, Bishop has some pretty epic locks. Beautiful long hair. Will you ever cut it? This is a question that crosses my mind on most days. I, I, I fantasize someday it will, go, it will go off in very dramatic fashion. Maybe, maybe to make an artistic statement about a record or something, but it's gotta, it's gotta be right. It, it shouldn't be random. Yeah. So it'll Dude, be- I, I, um, I, I had dreadlocks like down to here for like oh, 10 wow. years of my life. Um, and it was random that I cut them off and one of the most liberating things i ever did but i That's never thought I it would be the case i never thought that would be the case i just thought i'm a dreadlock guy from now on i just thought that was going to be me forever just this dreadlock guy which is now racist apparently or something i don't know but when i cut them off first of all having dreadlocks is a little bit different because you've got very flowing locks that you can actually run your hands through but when i got mine cut running the hands through the hair was just an experience that i don't know I still think about to this day. So, so maybe, is that your answer? Someday. Maybe someday. All right. Fair enough. All right. What, what, what have I got next? Okay. What band or artist comes to mind when I say overrated? No. You don't have to answer it. But I'll throw it out there. Uh, I'm not going to say the Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> 
I don't know. I'd have to think about this. I I have a hard time criticizing other artists because I think there's always. I'm not saying criticizing. I'm saying just just overrated kind of in hmm. general life. Maybe I, I guess it's still kind of the same judgment, isn't it? I don't know. I'd have to think about this. Like if you if you told me an artist, I'd be able to give them a rating. But I don't know if I can think of an overrated. Like for instance, the Foo Fighters are great. I just think they're a bit overrated. They're not as great as everyone's making out. They're great, but uh, they, they're overrated. I, I can be with you on that. All right. We can look at the Foo Fighters for that one. All right. What do you prefer playing? Guitar or keyboard? I Guitar. 100%. Yes. My man. My man. Guitar is the best instrument ever. Apart from singing, obviously. <laughs> I wish I could do it. Um, favorite piece of studio equipment? So this, this will, apart, from, apart from your computer, because I know there's a lot of stuff on the hard yes. drives and stuff like that. So your studio is burning down. You got to run in and grab one piece of equipment. Oh, what do you grab it, besides your computer? Because obviously that's got everything on there. Do you have a, a favorite microphone, a, a guitar oh. or a pedal or a preamp or interface, something? There's, there's the more practical things to grab and there's the thing, so there's the things that my brain wants to grab and what my heart wants to grab. And they're, they're Go with different. the heart all the time. The heart. Go with the heart. Um, uh, probably like my Omnicord. This is a weird synth I have from like the early 90s that's, uh, I put in like every song now. It sounds very angelic and, and cute. Um, I have it here. It's, I don't know if this, if anyone's going to be able to see this, but probably this. Oh my God. That, that looks like, that looks like it's straight out of the like late eighties. It, it is. Actually, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when mine was made, but it might've been. It definitely looks like it. All right. Wicked. So you got a synth. All right. Here's the uh, next one. Last one, actually. We can finish it off with this if you want. Uh, want Bishop? Here we go. Okay. When do you plan on boxing Logan Paul? <laughs> um, I would probably instantly die. Um, well, I'm not. I don't know. I I did train in 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 Taekwondo for a while, but um, well, it's I don't be the know strategy of all upcoming artists to like pick a beef with a TikTok star, yes, or some idiot that opens pokemon cards on youtube and then get in the ring box it out that's for some yes. reason all marketing these days so let's that's let's just uh, fingers crossed mm. he says yes sometime in, in the future bishop and you should rock up into that ring with short hair just to surprise everybody that that will be the moment that's when i buzz it and then i i i walk in there i'm a new man yeah and who and that's it, just bring out a guitar right and smash it over the head with that because boxing's lame. <laughs> exactly. I can just, I'll just bring whatever I want in there. That's how to, that's how it'll go down. That's how my career will end. That's it. Or, or begin. Right. You never know. You could have a great career opening There's Pokemon cards yourself. <laughs> only one way to find out. Yeah. Bishop, it was great to meet you, man. This is cool. Yeah, uh, so much. Uh, thank you for having me here. This this was uh, this was such a fun conversation. This episode will come out um, soon, but please tell everybody the best way they can support you. Do you yeah, have merch? So I do. I am selling merch right now. I, I, I still have a box of, of stuff, so you can go to my website, bishopivy.com. 
to to get those things uh my my discography uh is on is on bandcamp can you still buy things on itunes i don't know if you can you can buy my stuff there uh and follow me on instagram bishop ivy it's just at bishop ivy there's no weird underscores or anything just at bishop ivy all this stuff will be in the description of the podcast i'll i'll make sure of it um and i'll do some stalking myself i might buy a bit of merch definitely yeah that'd be great man actually of course i'm gonna buy merch from you man i'll be right on your website bishopivy.com right yes cool thank you so much dude we'll keep track of your career man if you blow up remember us (laughs) of course i i really i really appreciate you having me here do you have any questions for us any of us losers here in perth australia Ooh. Interesting question. Um, how is how is the the situation? I, I I've heard like in in Oceania at least it's like pretty different with COVID from what's happening here in here. WA. Maybe. We have zero COVID. We are done. Zero zero it's cases over. at all. Um, so we're completely free and open here in WA. In that Western is. Australia. Yeah, wow. we shut down our borders and we uh, nipped it in the bud. Had a few little lockdowns here and there, but like honestly, I wore a mask for about five days over the entire COVID. That's it. So that, yeah, we dodged a bullet. Such a such a luxury. Wow. Yeah, I'm living on an island that no one wants to visit. World. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So so good luck with all the stuff going on in COVID over there and. Obviously, best luck with the with the music, man. I love it. I reckon everybody else will. I'm going to put your track at the end of this episode so everyone gets a chance to listen to it. It's going to be awesome. awesome. Um, you managed to send it to me. So this is, cool. uh, it's going to be tunnel vision. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I guess <laughs> thanks, Bishop, man. Out. Dude, you're a All legend. Right. Take care, bro. Yeah.